Welcome. Som swakom. You are about to listen to a message from ICF Cambodia. ICF Cambodia is a local church in Siem Reap. ICF Cambodia This message is in English and in Khmer. Listen to this message with an open heart. So I can't imagine a better name for a series at a church than Jesus. Now this series could be about the history of Jesus. All the things he did, the places he went, the things that he taught. But different than that, this series is what about what Jesus means to me. What Jesus can mean to you personally. And tonight we're going to talk about Jesus is my miracle. So what is a miracle? A miracle is God making the impossible possible. See, the world that we live in has certain rules. And generally, we can't break those rules. So, for example, if you don't eat for 30 days, what's going to happen? You're going to get real hungry. And maybe you don't live. If you go to the tallest building in Sim Reap and jump off the top, what's going to happen? Are you going to float down like a little fairy? Are you going to go? These are the rules. But sometimes God will break the rules. This is called a miracle. And he, al- and he always does this for the benefit of us. Now two of the most common kinds of miracles. Both historically in the Bible as well as today. Are healings and people being set free. For example, my arm. About a month ago, I was in a pretty bad moto accident. I broke three bones. And I had blood in my left lung. And the collarbone was separated like that. And the doctor said that I would not be able to use my arm for three months. And that I would have to be in a sling for three months. And I couldn't drive anywhere. 
So people at the church, of course, started praying for me. And in one month's time, I am healed. Praise God. And I've been set free from this sling. <laughs> and also, I'm free to drive around town again. But considerably more slowly and more safely than I was the day of my accident. Now, in the Bible, Jesus miraculously healed many people from illness. And he miraculously uh, set people free from many kinds of captivity. But more importantly, then and now, God wants to heal people from the consequences of sin. And he wants to release people from the captivity of evil. So here's the question for us today. What kind of miracle do you need in your life? What kind of healing do you need? What do you personally need to be set free from? Jesus wants to perform that miracle in your life. But there are two things that are important for that miracle to begin to happen. You must be ready for the miracle. And you must commit to receiving the miracle in your life. One of the best Bible story examples of this story is the story of Rahab. So Rahab was a woman living in a big city called Jericho. And she was a very famous woman. Partly because she was incredibly beautiful. She was considered by many historians in the Bible as one of the three most beautiful women in all of biblical history. But she was mostly famous for something else. Because she had a terrible occupation. Rahab was a prostitute. And many people would come to visit her in private. But nobody wanted to be seen with her in public. If women were seen with her, then... People thought they must be like her. And if men were seen with her, then they assumed they must be paying her for sex. 
Now she had very very few real friends in her life. Now cities like Jericho back then had incredibly huge walls. And Jericho was uniquely known for its incredibly massive powerful walls. And Rahab lived on the extreme edge of the city. She lived literally inside the wall. She stayed as far away from everybody else as she possibly could stay. Because everybody looked down upon her. Just like people look down on the prostitutes here in Cambodia. So Rahab's living in the wall. And it's interesting to consider what walls might mean to her. And what walls can symbolize for us. For example, we can put up walls in our lives to protect ourselves from harm. Every one of us in here tonight has experienced some kind of tragedy or pain in your life. And probably 95% of those tragedies were caused by other people. So we can put up emotional walls in our lives to protect ourselves from that kind of hurt. We put, our, put distance between ourselves and certain kind of people. And we avoid certain kinds of confrontation or conflicts. Because we never want to be hurt like that again. But the problem is that these walls can become prisons. They can turn into bad habits or addictions that we cannot escape. All of us in here have some kind of emotional walls. And hopefully it's not the case, but I'm sure it is for some, that those walls have imprisoned you in some way. Now prostitution had become a walled prison for Rahab. On the one hand, she was extremely famous because of her incredible beauty. And she was extremely successful in her occupation, as you might imagine a gorgeous prostitute might be. But on the other hand, she was despised by all of her people. And she had absolutely the most unhealthy lifestyle a woman could ever have in her life. There's no more unhealthy lifestyle a woman could live than prostitution. 
Yet historically, it's one of the most common jobs for women throughout history that there is. What kind of evil causes that? How can she begin to change her life? And the question for us tonight is how can we change our lives? How can we change that part of our life that we regret the most? That we wish was good and beautiful. And not ugly and destructive. The answer is we must be ready in our heart. We must be ready on the inside for change. We must be willing to be transformed on the inside. Instead of constantly praying that God will change our circumstances on the outside. Because this is how most people do it. When you want to change your life, you change things on the outside. And you begin to hope that your heart will follow. Maybe you change your style. The way you look. Maybe you change the people that you hang out with. Maybe you change your activities, the things you do in your free time. Or you change your job. This is a real common one in America. Because we tie the occupation with people's identity. When we meet somebody new, we don't say, hey, what's in your heart? What's your personality like? What's your character? We ask them first, what's your job? What do you do So people tie this into their identity. So that's a quick and easy thing to change if you want to change. Now, for years in my life, I wanted to become a Christian. And I did many things on the outside that I thought would help me become a Christian. Some of you that were here will remember Bong Matt Bowman talking about cross jewelry. He looked around the room and he said, how many of you are wearing a cross tonight? And I thought that wearing cross jewelry would somehow begin to make me into a real Christian. So I started wearing a cross ring. But this wasn't just any cross ring. This was a ridiculously huge cross ring. Now, if you were as bad as I was back then, the bigger the cross, the better. 
I thought if the bigger this crazy cross that I wore, the more likely it would be that my heart would follow and I would become a Christian. And for a time, I wore this cross everywhere that I went. And my girlfriend at the time thought I was a complete idiot. And she was so embarrassed to see me in public wearing this ring. Matt taught us that wearing cross jewelry doesn't make us a Christian. And that big ugly ring certainly did not do it for me. I simply wasn't ready yet for that change to happen on the inside. In fact, I was years away from being ready. Somehow, Rahab was now ready for that change in her life. She was ready to stop being a prostitute and become something good and beautiful. On the inside, not just on the outside. Rahab was ready for a miracle. Now it's important to understand that when we're finally ready for that transformation in our life, and God knows that we're ready for the miracle, God will begin to intervene in our life. And He'll begin to change the circumstances. He will send special people or events into your life. And these special changes can be incredibly unexpected. They're often nothing you could possibly imagine. And they can even feel incredibly dangerous. Like you will feel threatened that you're going to lose something important. And you might even be fearful for your own life. But I want to assure you tonight that when that starts to happen and you start to feel that fear it's okay. Because for the miracles to actually begin to happen in your life, for that new beautiful part of you to be born, the old broken parts of you need to die away. And this can be a scary process. But we must commit to taking the risks if we want to begin to experience those miracles in our lives. In Rahab's situation, God sent two spies to visit her. The army of God's people, the good guys, 
outside we're coming to a fight against the city of Jericho so the good guys spies were sent into the city to try and figure out how to defeat the famous walls of Jericho. And Jericho was an evil city. They despised God. And they mocked God's people. And Rahab as a prostitute knew the evil in that city more than most. So somehow, in her changing heart, the heart that was now ready for the miracle, she began to believe that she had to help God's people defeat her city. But these spies were not going to make it easy for her. I mean, they could have just gone to her initially for information. Who would be better to go to for information than the most beautiful prostitute in the city? Certainly she knew most of the most powerful men in that city. So it would be a good place perhaps to learn some of their secrets. The spies asked her to commit to something much more difficult than that. Because the government had discovered that there were spies in the city. And they were looking for them everywhere. And they asked Rahab to hide them from the enemy. And eventually the soldiers did come to Rahab's house looking for them. And she hid them on the roof. Now this was extremely dangerous for her to do. She could have been killed or worse for aiding the enemy. Imagine the worst enemy of Cambodia. And they sent spies to your house to figure out how to defeat Cambodia. And you believed that God wanted you to hide them and help them. What would Hun Sen and his military do to you? Would he say, hey, I understand. Here's a, a case of freshie. Is he going to treat you nice? Obviously, there was nothing more dangerous Rahab could have done. 
But she felt that she had to take a step of faith by committing to God's plan for her life. Now some call this dangerous commitment a leap of faith. A leap of faith. What's that? Um, it can be something as simple as a father asking a child to jump off a, a wall into his arms. You remember when you maybe did something like that when you were a baby? Maybe jump into their arms or jump into the water, you know? And you're afraid to do it. But you love your father so much that you trust him and eventually you take this leap of faith. And this is the same thing for the leap of faith that God will ask you to do. It might, it might look dangerous like you're going to fall. But I promise you, God has made a miraculous way for you across that danger. This was a leap of faith. Now many years ago, I was challenged to make my own leap of faith. And really commit to the miracles that God wanted to do in my life. As a young man, I had an amazing mentor. And his name was George Founds. This is a picture of him from an African hunting trip. In fact, it's the only picture of him I could find. Now, he was my college professor. And he was the most popular teacher at our university. So imagine the best and most popular teacher you have ever known. This guy was awesome. He was extremely smart. Incredibly talented. Very funny and completely likable. But better than that, he personally selected me as his apprentice and close friend. And he spent years coaching me and helping me develop my talents. And he literally did more for my life than anybody had ever done for me. And I considered him like a second father. The problem was that he was a passionate atheist. He 100% believed that there is absolutely no God. And any kind of religion is for fools. He had no patience for it, and in fact, he was disgusted by people that acted religious. 
ប៉ុន្តែខ្ញុំដឹងថាពេលវេលានេះគឺជាពេលវេលាត្រឹមត្រូវរបស់ខ្ញុំក្នុងការផ្ដាច់ញាជាមួយនឹងការអត់ចា
But I believe an even more incredible miracle was happening at the same time in Rahab's heart. The spiritual walls that had imprisoned Rahab for most of her life. Came tumbling down at the same time. And she was healed of the consequences of prostitution. And she was set free from bondage to evil. Jesus can perform the same kind of miracle. For you. There's nothing in you that he can't heal. And he can set you free from whatever spiritual walls are holding you captive. But you must be ready for the miracles to begin. And you must be prepared to commit to receiving the miracles when the time comes. No matter how scary it might be. I promise you, God will catch you. And he will make you into something beautiful. He wants to do that for every one of you in here tonight. Thank you for listening. We hope you have been inspired and challenged. To find out more about ICF, visit our website or find us on SoundCloud or Facebook. We don't want to end without giving you the opportunity to ask Jesus into your life. This will be the greatest decision you will ever make. You can say these words after me. Jesus, I want to know you. Forgive me all my sins. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Thank you that you love me no matter what. I want to follow you. Prayer, God bless you.